Hi, my name is Shlomo Salsa, founder of Purpose Creates Impact, host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where you will find the inspiration to get over your struggles as a teenage kid. I was bullied, had anxiety, depression, had friends pass away, and battled confidence issues for a majority of my life. Whether you have the same issues as me, feel lonely, face challenges in your home or in school, I'm going to be interviewing people who overcame these struggles and provide you with tips on how you can overcome yours. By the end of this episode, I want you to rate and comment on what you think of the podcast. This will allow the podcast to be ranked higher and serve more teenagers. Hello, welcome to the fourth episode of the Teenage Impact Podcast. This is your host, Shlomo Solson, also founder and president of Purpose Creates Impact. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to inspiring teenage kids all around the world to get over their struggle in life. And today's episode is something that many teenage kids, in fact, 25% of the teenage population and 40% of the adult population suffer from. And that's anxiety. Anxiety is something I'm not really open about, but something I've been dealing with for a majority of my life, but I haven't really accepted it until maybe a couple of years ago. And I've really haven't tried to make it better up until six months ago. I really didn't know what anxiety was. I, I, I've always felt this pressure and this burden on me that I have to accomplish, that I have to go go, go. I have to impress other people. And I've always had this anxiety, but I didn't know what to call it. Anxiety disorder is something that a lot of people look down upon. They call it this mental illness disorder, which I don't believe it's a quote unquote disorder. I think it's okay to have anxiety as long as you are aware that you have anxiety and that you're there to control your anxiety and try to make it better. For me, it, it came from as early, uh, early on as first day of kindergarten. My first day of kindergarten, we had lunch. I had this Power Ranger, red Power Ranger lunchbox. My mom packed a sandwich for me. And after our lunch period was over, we went ahead, took out our pillow and started taking a nap. I was the last one to finish our lunch. I was the last one. I looked around I remember I started to cry because I, I thought to myself, from here on now, I'm slower than everybody else. And I started comparing myself to everybody else from the first day of kindergarten. That was the last one to finish my lunch and last one to take a nap. And then it started going on first grade, second grade, third grade. I didn't get the grades I wanted to get. And because I didn't get the grades I wanted to get, they put me into summer school. And when they put me into summer school, I started, I started thinking to myself, I'm not smart. I'm not smart as everyone else. That's when I started pushing myself more and put, putting this pressure on myself that I should be better. But it wasn't this healthy type of pressure. It was this unhealthy type of pressure I started developing when third grade came along where we had we started the Florida assessment test every year from third grade all the way to 10th grade. Not once, not once from third grade to 10th grade, 
I did good in the reading FCAT. Not once. And because I was doing poorly on the reading FCAT, they would t- um, take me out separately to give me special attention and teach me how, I guess, teach me how to read, teach me how to do better in my FCAT reading. And even though they had the right intentions, I was, I thought the system was so messed up now that I look back at it. And now that I have nieces and nephews who are going through the same thing, that the system itself is messed up. Because when someone does poorly on something, the teacher doesn't make it seem like it's okay to do poorly. They make it seem like, hey, you're not as smart as some of the other kids. They're not intentionally doing it. It's an unintentional kind of thing because kids in their mind from an early age, when they see that some of the other kids are not being put in these classes, that they all of a sudden put in their brain that they're not smart. And because I thought to myself, I'm not as smart as some of the other kids, it pushed me even more to be better. And another thing is I was always teacher's pet. During parent-teacher conference, all the other teachers loved me. They wanted to replicate. They wanted to duplicate 100 shlomos in the classroom because I always followed the rules. I always listened. I always obeyed. I was always quiet. And that's what a lot of people loved about me. And because a lot of people loved that the fact that I was so disciplined, the fact that I obeyed the rules, anytime I didn't obey the rules and got in trouble, I put myself down because people have always uplifted me up that it's only okay if you're good in class and if you obey the rules. I put in the back of my mind that anytime I didn't obey the rules, that it wasn't okay. Anxiety, something now that I'm reflecting and looking back at it, it started at such an early age when I put that pressure on myself to be better that anytime I did get in trouble, anytime I got in trouble or did something bad, that it wasn't okay. That's when my anxiety starts creeping up on me. Middle school comes along. This is when I started to get straight A's. Every single report card. Literally straight A's from the second report card of sixth grade up until the last report card of eighth grade. I did good. But anytime I did bad, I started to cry. I remember I studied my butt off for physics tests in eighth grade for an exam. And I received a D. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken to the point where I started doubting myself, forgetting that I'm getting A's and that because I'm getting this one D, that's when I'm so hard on myself. And people were telling me, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay to get bad grades. But they didn't tell me that when I didn't get bad grades, they didn't. They always praised me when I got good grades and when I had bad grades, they always pushed me to do better. Another way I put pressure on myself is in sports. I wasn't good at all compared to some of my other friends. And they knew, they knew that I was always the last one to get picked in every sport, every single time. 
And that put even more pressure on me when someone threw me the football or when I had to make a basketball hope that I had to do well. And because I put pressure on myself, I wasn't having fun when playing sports because the other kids were hard on me when uh, doing so. High school came along. I put this unbearable pressure on myself that I was going to be this cool kid, that I was going to get straight A's. And because I was going to get straight A's, I was going to get into Harvard, that I was going to do better in sports. I put this unnecessary pressure on myself. In high school, when I joined cross country, I was not that good in running compared to some of the other kids. I ran a 6.45 mile, ran a 25-minute 5K in the ninth grade, which is better than the average person, but not that fast when it came to other, other times. I got a last place in a couple races, which was disheartening. But I told myself I was going to get under a five-minute mile and under 18 minutes in a 5K by my senior year, which I didn't accomplish. Another thing I was hard on myself on, when I started to get, um, when I didn't do as well in school, I started to get Bs and Cs. I don't think I've ever got a D. No, I didn't get a D. I started to get Cs. I gave up on the dream of going to Harvard and settled for USF. I got rejected from UF. I had decent grades, but my SAT scores were horrible. Well, my math SAT scores was good. My reading SAT scores were horrible. My writing SAT scores were horrible. Another time, I kept on counting my failures. I didn't accomplish my goal as in cross country. I didn't accomplish my goal of going to Harvard or UF and not USF. I didn't accomplish my goal as being this cool kid and having a girlfriend. So every time I'm not accomplishing something, I'm 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 setting my standards really high to the point where in back of my head, I'm already telling myself I can't accomplish it. And when I try to accomplish it, I don't, and I'm hard on myself even more. You, you see this elementary school, middle school, high school, I'm, I'm having this anxiety buildup. I'm not realizing it's anxiety, but it's there. And then when college came along, I definitely didn't do well in school. I, I started partying. I started focusing so much on the fraternity that even though I wanted straight A's, it didn't happen because I not only was taking hard classes, I was so much, I was so involved in my fraternity. I had a girlfriend. I worked at the movies 20, 30 hours a week. Even during the summers, I actually worked 40 hours a week sometimes. And all, all this stuff going on, I tried to do everything. And when I didn't do everything, I beat myself over and over again. And then last year in college, I, want, I went into door-to-door sales. That first summer, I wanted to do 50 sales, my first summer, which was pretty much impossible for any first-year rep. It's been done before. I've always wanted to do best. And I quit after two months. That goal didn't accomplish. And then I put this unbearable pressure on myself to when I first joined Toastmasters, I won three speech competitions. I went ahead and went to the district competition, one away from the world championship. I didn't place on that one. And, and when I first joined my sister's startup, I thought we were just going to be a multi-billion dollar company after a couple of years. We were just going to go viral. 
and then that didn't happen. I'm counting my failures. I'm setting these unreal, unrealistic expectations of myself and not accomplishing it. Now I have a buildup, something that's going on in my stomach that I feel because I put a million to I put a million things on my to-do list. I put all these expectations on myself. I have these big goals and I'm not accomplishing it. And I beat myself up. And I I I go through my days, go, 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 go. But sometimes I forget to sit down and reflect on how far I've came. I didn't realize I I was having these anxiety problems up until maybe a couple years ago. Other people have told me about their anxiety problems, but I didn't realize how it actually felt until I sat down and I talked to someone about it. They said, Shloma, you have anxiety. And now that I think about it, they're right. I've accepted that I have anxiety and I didn't do anything to change it for a long time. And now these past six months, I've been aware of it and I'm going through my days. Now when I'm starting to have anxiety, I stop, I sit down and I I think to myself, okay, I'm starting to have anxiety. What was my thought pattern before I started to have this feeling? So some things that would cause me anxiety right now is when I think about my to-do list, when I think about not being on the right track for the future, when I think about my business not working out the way it's supposed to, when I think about um, failing, when I think about being on this timeline that others have put on me, when I think about how I'm not accomplishing my goals. These are all the things that's uh, causing me anxiety when I'm doing something wrong and I beat myself up to it. That's when my anxiety creeps in. Before I wasn't aware of my anxiety and the things that's causing me anxiety. Now I'm much more aware of my anxiety. I haven't gotten rid of it. It's still there, but now I'm aware of it. And because I'm aware of it, I can eliminate it or I can reduce it significantly. I've started meditating. Um, Every day I try to exercise. I do at least 10 minutes of meditating, which helps because it puts me in the present. Anytime I have an outside thought, I try not to think about it or I acknowledge it, but I don't uh, feed it. my energy and I just stay in the present. So anyone who's going through anxiety, especially as a teenage kid, whether they're putting pressure on themselves or the teacher's putting pressure on them or the coaches is putting pressure on them or the friends are putting pressure on them or you're comparing yourself to your other friends or your parents or other people who have accomplished or done stuff that around the same age, stop. Because know that you have your own timeline to accomplish you have your own strengths you have your own weaknesses i would i think the first step is to accept the fact that you do have anxiety and that you need to be aware of it and the second step is to make a list of everything that causes you anxiety and the third thing to do is one by one 
try to eliminate the things that cause your anxiety or try to change the viewpoint of the things that cause your anxiety. Exercising helps. Meditating helps. And anytime thoughts come in your mind that you're not in the present, for example, if you're on vacation thinking about work or school, you shouldn't be thinking about school or work. You should be thinking about enjoying that moment. Or when you're at school, you shouldn't be thinking about your vacation coming up or going home. You should be thinking about solving that problem, reading that passage, doing that exercise during PE or um, your after school sport. You should be focused on that exact moment. What, what I've been advised to do on people who've had anxiety no longer suffer from anxiety is when they have an external thought that pops in their mind that's not relevant to the present is to kind of don't think about it. Just like talk yourself out of that thought or some people say la, 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 la. They ignore it until that thought is gone. They have to train it um, to not think about that specific thought until they're in the present. Tony Robbins has this quote saying, people overestimate what they can do, what they do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And the reason why you put so much pressure on yourself is because you overestimate on what you can do in in a year and underestimate what you can do in 10 years. So what I advise for you is take a deep breath, Acknowledge you have anxiety. Get help from other people who have anxiety or have had anxiety. See what they're doing. Try different strategies. I know even though I'm still going through it, I'm trying different things and seeing what works and what seeing what doesn't work. And as long as you're striving towards getting better, then that's the only thing that matters. Jay Shetty, who's another speaker, and self-help guru says that he spends his time unlearning a lot of things versus learning more things. And for us, when we have anxiety, we have to learn some of the thought habits and some of the patterns we've learned since we were a child that's wrong. I, I really hope this episode helped. Um, opening up about anxiety is not really comfortable for me. But I think it's necessary because a lot of people go through it because they put their pressure on themselves from school, work, parents, society, um, especially if you're in the Asian culture. I know I'm in the Indian culture. So you think about what society thinks about you. Don't worry about it. You're on your own life journey and other people are on their own life journey. Let them be on their life journey and let yourself be on your life journey. I hope this helps and stay tuned for my final episode where I'm going to talk about how I was a shy and awkward kid. If you haven't done so, please rate this podcast, the Teenage Impact Podcast. Subscribe, comment on it. If you're tuning in from Purpose Creates Impact YouTube channel, go ahead, subscribe, like, and comment. And until next time, peace.